and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Charlie. And in today's episode, we are reading chapters three and four of Goblet of Fire. How did you almost forget that? Look. It's only three and four. Stop bullying me. <laughs> this is a drunken podcast. Anyway, we read chapters three and four. It's a good time. We, we talk good, about... Good times are had. Merriment and fun. We're two twenty-somethings. We're gonna be alcohol citizen. Grab a glass of your favourite alcoholic beverage and join us on this reminiscent journey. Oh, she said it. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. We're back again. I really wanted to sing it. I'm going to stop myself singing don't it. Don't sing it. Just don't sing it. We're back for chapters three and four of Goblet of Fire. You didn't say it. I didn't say it. We haven't had to do a shot yet. Remember, if we say Goblet of Wine rather than Goblet of Fire, we have mm-hmm. to do a shot. Yeah. I feel like we should also keep a tally so at the end of the season we can be like, we said it this amount of Imagine times. if we both get through and never say it's it. It's going to be so anticlimactic. I know. One of us is going to have to pretend to fuck mm. up. Maybe in like the last <laughs> chapter. Yeah. If it actually happens in the last chapter now, they're going to be like, oh, they said that up. Oh, at some point, and I can't remember if it's in book five or book six, someone says the line, goblet of wine. Yeah. That's the one where we're going to get our goblet that we own our trophy and fill it with wine and I think we have to down it so do we, you want to read some yeah, reviews some we thank have yous? a good thank you uh, a good we, thank we you have good we have a few <laughs> review thank yous the first one goes I'm not ready I don't care the first one goes out to Christy that says that we are hilarious not so sure about that but thank you uh, the second one goes out to Dong 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 Dong, dong. <laughs> 457 who says Harry Potter is their life and they're so happy they found our podcast Harry Potter is our lives. No, it's just yours. I have a life. <laughs> no, I don't. And the next thank you goes out to who loves our fun takes on the books. See, we're fun. You think we're not fun, but we're fun. The next thank you goes out to W 23 who says, the first review from Sweden. No, we said this was the first. It's the first review from Sweden. No, they said that. They said that. It's the first review from Sweden. Is it the first review from Sweden, it Hannah? It might be the first review from Sweden. If anyone else is from Sweden, tweet us. I want yeah. to hear from the Swedes today. They called us absolute legends. We, we are legends. Uh, big thank you to Elsa Anna Green, who says that they feel like they're hanging out with friends when they listen to us. Have you seen that meme of the guy sitting in front of the poster of the three people, like, laughing? And it's like, what I feel like when I listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so me. <laughs> so me. And the last thank you goes out to Max Mama 9 who says they can usually tell us apart. I like how this is, you know, like, it's bragging rights if you can usually tell, tell us, us apart. apart. Mm. We, we should, like, if I go a bit higher, do I sound like you? What? No, you've got the higher voice. No, you've got the higher voice. No. How do people tell us You're apart? far higher. Am I? Yeah. You're more, like, shrill. I'm more nasal. <gasps> shrill? 
<laughs> you say shrilly. Shrill. That is such an unfair thing to say. Like, I... <laughs> I don't want to be known as shrill. Who's more shrill? Vote now. No one can tell us apart. <laughs> they all think you're me because you've got a pixie cut, so they assume you're the gay one. Yeah, we get... Mess- what was the message we got? Like, I think I've learned to tell you apart. Charlie's the one going out with Neil, right? <laughs> and we were like, no, you've no. got it wrong. <laughs> but thank you for your input. <laughs> Hannah, what are we drinking? It looks like diluted blood. <laughs> it's diluted blood. It does. Today we are drinking Campari and tonic water. We're drinking this because my mum gave it to me for Christmas and this bottle was my grandpa's. During the house clear out, this was one of the many bottles of alcohol that was left over. It was one of my grandpa's favourite alcohols, which my mum found surprising because he wasn't a big alcohol person. But And she thinks this has a really strong taste, but this was one of his favourites. So this is... Oh, my God. I know I'm going to hate it because it tastes like Aperol. <laughs> Sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> can we dedicate this episode to your grandpa? Yes, we can. To Adrian. Cheers. Cheers. To Adrian. Adrian, that tastes like shit. I don't like... Very grassy. I feel like this is the second booze we've had on where we're like, it's just grass. I hate, like, Aperol. I'm known to hate Aperol. I think Aperol tastes like, here's my hot take, stomach bile. And Campari is basically the same thing. Do you think it tastes like, you know when you vomit a lot? (laughs) Oh, why did you, now that you've said that? Yeah. Before I was thinking nutty grass, but now I'm like, yeah. When you get to the end of the vomit and then it's the acid. I can kind of see why people like it on a hot summer's day. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not the one for me. Chapter three. The, the invitation. invitation. My first note is knickerbockers. My first note is breakfast time. What the fuck are knickerbockers? Knickerbockers are what posh schools call gym shorts. I feel like it wasn't necessarily said necessary. It wasn't necessary <laughs> to say that it doesn't fit into his knickerbockers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slurring and now I'm trying to is style it, it out. Does Campari do this to you? Yes. If he doesn't fit into his knickerbockers, he's not going to fit into a lot else. Like, yes, gym shorts are stretchy. Like, he's not... Just say trousers. No, school-issued knickerbockers. But, like, no, I know, but if he doesn't fit into school-issued stretchy shorts, he's not going to fit into the school trousers either. Surely most schools, most schools don't have school issue trousers. You just buy your own trousers in the colour. But they do have school issue knickerbockers. Like, you didn't have to buy trousers from the school supplier, did you? You just bought black trousers. Yeah, but also same with PE shorts. No, I had branded PE shorts. Really? I had an entire, my big deal with my secondary school, the entire sports kit, if you bought everything branded, which you had to, otherwise you'd be put in detention, came to £250. Just for the sports kit, not including the school uniform, £250. That's insane. So everything had to be branded. And if you didn't show up in something branded, you would get put in detention. But yeah, yeah, like he goes to a private school, so I imagine the knickerbockers are definitely branded. Yeah, but I just feel like, you know... The trousers might be branded. No, just if you don't fit into the average pair of knickerbockers, (laughs) you're not going to fit into the average pair of trousers. Well, it does say, I have many notes about the fat thing, but it does say he is as wide as he is 
tall. Right. Okay. How tall is a fourteen-year-old? They're about it five foot four. She, you can't be she five also, foot four wide. She also. We just like ditched the plot here. <laughs> don't care. We're just already on it. <laughs> um, we're already on it. I had notes later on, but I'm already on it. She also says that he is the size of a small killer whale, which is between six and eight meters. Did you Google that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but also as wide as he is tall. How tall are fourteen-year-olds? They're so, really fully grown. If he is as they? wide as he is tall, and he's <laughs> as big as a small killer whale, he's like a ball-shaped eight meters tall and eight meters wide. He's just this round ball that they can't get through the front door. No wonder he doesn't fit in knickerbockers. <laughs> exactly. Oh he my. doesn't fit in the front door. You fat phobic piece of shit. It's okay to have fat characters and stuff, but not when it's just used as just like, this person is bad. You know how we know? You know how we know? They're fat. And also when you do it to such a ridiculously exaggerated extent to say that... as wide as the table. Now, the table doesn't have dimensions. But still, they have an eight meter long table to house their eight meter long round child that they have to fully demolish. Actually, I like to think they just like roll him in through the garage, just like J.K. Rowling. What the yeah, fuck? I know that downstairs because he can't be rolled. Yes, I know that we are very much picking apart something in a in a book that you know has dragons. But this is just fat phobic. This is just fucking ridiculous. You can't take something in the muggle world and just be like, oh, he was fucking huge. Well, I have a lot of notes about this. So first off, it's a boring fucking storyline. The entire Dursley storyline is about how fat Dudley is. The entire Literally. thing is revolved around that. And the entire storyline takes away all characterization and is just like, do you know what fat is? Fat is bad. Yep. Fat is bad. These people are bad because their son is fat. And that's the entire Dursley storyline. And then, right, okay, so they've been put on this diet, okay? Mm-hmm. And the first thing we know in the diet is that they get a grapefruit quarter for breakfast. Now, not how diets work. Not how diets work. And also, um, it's, you know, there are many stupid diets out there. But what I do know about eating is that you can eat more than a fucking grapefruit quarter. They barely have any calories. Eat a fucking half grapefruit. Eat a fucking whole grapefruit if you want to. Not a fucking quarter. A quarter? Yeah. You're a not quarter? You're not going to lose weight that way. And also, like, it's so fat phobic, the fact that, like, Dudley is being starved, but then we're supposed to have, like, sympathy and think it's a good thing that Harry the genetically skinny kid who yeah. eats like shit oh, yeah. so and then, is living off cake, cake and eats like shit year round but just happens to be skinny despite this because he's good. It's okay for him to literally be living off stale it's cake. It's meant to be like I wrote Harry's friends send him treats and cake and because Harry is skinny this is fine and endearing. It's like oh what a cute thing he's eating off stale cake because he might have to live off carrots. It's only because he is born naturally skinny and his dad was always skinny. You know some people's genes work like this he eats huge meals three times a day at Hogwarts yeah the Dursley don't feed him much mm-hmm. but then he's eating cake in the holidays exactly he could be Dudley's size but exactly. he isn't it's like that classic thing when like women like if you eat loads and you're really really, really skinny it's seen as like a really sexy thing to yeah, be like able that to thing like, on Instagram eat like when a you man get, yeah when you get those skinny girls who are like eating huge pizza and it's like I want a girl like yeah, that or it's like, like ribs and 
and they've got like all of the food all over them like that scene is really like sexy and relatable and endearing but then the minute like a fat person dares to eat anything it's like we're just concerned about your health and it's like why are you only concerned about people's health when it's someone that is overweight yeah why are you not concerned about harry's health when he's living off cake yeah and also like it's just this like externalized thing like harry might have loads of internal fat for all we know you know skinny yeah. people can have loads of internal fat a but fat just person can be it. healthier than a skinny person yeah it's just <laughs> and like i know the jerseys the jerseys are bad in other ways and dudley is a bully and blah 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 but rather than bothering to give them more character development in the way they're bullies and the way they're horrible people like in kind of book three they did with marge and everything they're just like fat yeah. fat bad yeah ultra fat yeah kill a whale fat so to summarise the plot that we just skipped over essentially Dudley has gotten so fat that he doesn't fit into his knickerbockers and is now on a diet of grapefruit and oh no one of the meals is cottage cheese with grated carrot kill me now that sounds like the worst thing Mm -hmm. I've ever heard very 90s as well oh my god though I saw on Twitter the other day which I had forgotten do you remember in the early 2000s the Special K Diet no someone on Twitter reminded me of this the adverts for the Special K Diet which was something they advertised with the women in the red swimming you remember Mm -hmm. the women in the red swimming costume was like eat a bowl of Special special K for breakfast and then a bowl of Special K for lunch and then a tiny dinner and your job two dress sizes in time for holiday this was just advertised on British TV any time of day and under the tweet there were loads of people being like yeah I was 14 and tried to do this yeah I was 14 and tried to do this but my mum wouldn't buy me special K so I just did it with like Cocoa Pops (laughs) just that was all in our brains like the thing is like JK Rowling is fat phobic but so many people are fat phobic because of the way our society is set up to police bodies so much and it's just really disgusting yeah it's fucking rank it's just oh. a letter from the Weasleys arrive yep um, asking Harry to come to the Quidditch World Cup yep and adorably it is absolutely covered in stamps hundreds of stamps and she's like I hope I put, put enough, enough stamps on it's like <laughs> it's so precious oh my god can you imagine how that what I like to think about though is how much that cost in stamps do you know how much stamps cost yes they're it's, really expensive it's around like 8 quid for a 8 pack. quid for a pack but like this was the 90s it was probably like you know subsidised by the government because we still had the welfare state kind of then uh, and the post office wasn't privatised then mm. has it been sold off now the post I don't even know probably. I don't even know probably but, um, yeah so it was probably a lot less then <laughs> also she would have had to get muggle money like it's really cute for her to go through all of this effort like mr dursley is like super angry at the whole thing he's so embarrassed because the postman has found it hilarious and rather than mr dursley just saving face like i've got a relative in australia it must be from them he's like oh i'm gonna kill you boy and like yeah just gets so mad about the whole thing and then he's like super worked up because he like wants to stop harry going because he does want harry to be happy but he also like wants to get rid of him yeah and And then like the two parts he kind of decides like okay no fuck him he can't go and then harry's like well i I will just go finish writing that letter to my godfather who may murder you and then (laughs) harry absolutely plays 
Harry's Harry has grown up a lot from the first two books where he was like oh the Dursley's so mean he's now like I'm gonna play you at your own game gonna play you like a fucking fiddle yeah so yeah. Mr Dursley's like fine you can go get out of the house but they have to pick you up yeah and then Harry goes upstairs and he has an owl waiting for him called Pig Pig I love Pig love Pig and he gets a letter from Ron that's basically being like reply but like regardless of whether they've said yes we're still coming to get you yeah which so I love fun with that love it love so he finishes off his letter to Sirius like I'm going to the Quidditch World Cup Hey, it's a bit mean he's like guess what I'm going to the Quidditch World Cup I'm like poor Sirius he would have loved to go to the Quidditch World Cup but unfortunately everyone thinks he's a mass murderer and that's the end of the chapter not much happens no just a whole load of fat phobia fat phobia chapter four back, back to, to the, the burrow. burrow he is back back again we've gone two episodes without seeing Harry's it. back no to the burrow nope so it's, it's the next Sunday. day. Yep. No, it's Monday. Sunday. Monday? Sunday. I the, thought they were picking it up on Monday. No, the Quidditch World Cup's on Monday. They pick him up on the Sunday. Fascinating. So, right. So, okay. So, if if, if what you say is true, because I it thought... Is. Okay, um, I'll have to verify that. No, it is. Um, Just trust me for once. I'm going to verify that. So, I had read the line where... There's this line where Uncle Vernon puts a suit on, and Harry's like, it could be seen as a gesture of goodwill, but... Vernon's doing it to be impressive and I was like maybe it makes sense if it's a Monday because he kind of looks like he just got home from a business meeting no it's a Sunday if it's a Sunday that's the weirdest fucking thing to do can you imagine if you picked a kid up from a house and their dad on a Sunday was just wearing a full suit I would think they were like pastor or something like I don't know like who wears a suit on a Sunday unless you're working for the church yeah it's Sunday apparently apparently Um, there's no post on Sundays they don't need post and the Weasleys are Due to pick Harry up, Dudley is absolutely petrified because the last time he had a run-in with the with a wizard, he got a pigtail. I mean, that is fair enough. That's some PTSD. I know. And, I feel really you know, bad for him. I feel so bad for him. The Weezys are late, and all the Dursleys are so on it. They're all sitting there like, <laughs> and then half an hour after the time they're meant to arrive. There's bangs from behind the fireplace. Now, there's there's many, many questions. Many. I have the three folds of... I have many questions. Number one, why are they late if they're using flu powder? I know. How can you be late to go to a fireplace? Yep. Number two, why are all the children there? You do not need mm-hmm. all the children to flu somewhere, pick someone up and take them back. And number For three... For fatphobic pot... Plot lines, that's why. And number three, if you not if you don't need all the children, because you don't need all the children, why didn't Mr. Weasley just apparate there and then side along apparate Harry back? Why did he go to the ministry to set up this special mm-hmm. connection to flu powder Harry here when he could have just apparated him back? The whole plot point is just ridiculously convoluted to get Harry like, yeah. to, it's just stupid the whole thing is stupid yeah it is I mean had she have we seen someone at this point apparate maybe she just hadn't thought of it yet no Mr Dursley says I'll mend the fireplace and then apparate back ah so it is a thing at this point but anyway they just bring the kids for no reason literally Ron does shit all in this scene it's kind of amusing so they basically apparated behind the boarded up fireplace not apparated flu powder flu powder behind the boarded up fireplace and obviously the Dursleys are terrified which yeah, yeah. Obviously, if someone flew powdered behind my boarded up fireplace, I bet you fucking don't know shit that it's myself. You would just hear banging. You would think like an animal had like gotten down your chimney. Uh, did I tell you about the time a bat flew down my chimney? 
That let sounds me so goth. Let me tell you about this time. So I was, uh, let's set the scene. I'm 10, I'm 11, I'm sleeping in my room. And I hear scurry, 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 noise, 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 noise. And I was like, oh my God, wake up in the middle of the night. What's that, what's that, what's that? Scurry, scurry, scurry. And I had a hamster at the time. And I was like, Roxy? Has she climbed up the stairs into my bedroom somehow? Scurry, scurry, scurry. And I was like trying to go back to sleep. And then the scurrying stopped. There was a noise, a clatter. And then suddenly I could feel the air move around the room. And I was like, something's very wrong. And like, I lay very still and I could hear and a kind of banging noise. So I nearly shout myself and ran into the corridor, like opened my bedroom door, ran into the corridor and then stood in the corridor, like trying to listen for noises. And there were noises coming from my bedroom. And then suddenly- Did you not turn the light on? The light was on in the corridor. I switched the bathroom light on, but I didn't turn the light on in my bedroom because I was too scared to see what it was. But the light was half on mm. in the corridor, but I still couldn't see properly. I was kind of too scared. I was standing there really frightened. And then I'm standing in the corridor and suddenly a noise comes and I hear this, I feel something whoosh through my hair. Mm. Like I can feel it. And then I can sense it moving up and down the corridor. And at this point I sprint into my parents' bedroom. And I'm like, there's a bird, there's a bird, there's a bird, there's a bird. And my mum and dad wake up like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, there's a bird. And my mum was like, you're dreaming. Please go back to sleep. And I was like, I'm not dreaming, there's a bird. And my dad's like, she's definitely dreaming. And at this point I'm sobbing. And my mum's like, you're gonna have to go look. So he goes and looks, comes back into the bedroom. And he's like, there's a bat in her room. <laughs> And a bat had fallen down. So our, we used to live in this really, really old Victorian house, which my parents bought with the mindset that they were going to do up. It was like properly falling down. And they were like, we're going to do this up. 11 years later, they did not do that. <laughs> but it had fireplaces in every single room. And a bat came down the chimney in the middle of the night. And it was the most terrifying oh thing ever. It was horrific. Oh, my God. I'm just like envisioning that video where it's like, get it. Get it, Jerry! Get it, Jerry! Get it, Jerry! Get it, Jerry! <laughs> yeah, that was my dad. So then my dad's trying to catch the bat to let it out. I then I feel obviously like this is the origin of the get it, Jerry. Get it, Jerry! <laughs> my dad's trying to catch the bat. I then get into my mum's dead bed and obviously curl up in there crying. My dad finally catches the bat and puts it outside and he tries to come back to bed and I won't let him in the bed because I'm in bed with my mum, so then he has to go sleep in my bed because I'm too scared to go back. <laughs> it reminds me of the time such like classic videos village life but my cat came into the room at like 3am with a mouse and oh. just dropped a shrew oh yeah mine used to do that all the Which, time and like, the noise when you, they do it the screaming yeah. they scream and if you leave it it will like because it just went under my bed yep. and then just stayed there but if you leave it it will chew through everything yeah um, and also your cat will keep trying to get at it all night yeah so I like chucked the cat out and was trying to sh- save the shrew oh and it God. would not come out of my bed and I literally I got cheese I was luring it and nothing and genuinely I was live tweeting the entire thing I will have to try and oh find it people get involved there was a hashtag with shrewgate like and it was like 3am and I was deliriously tired trying to catch this fucking shrew under my bed like offering it cheese and shit and then in the end I just got to the point I was so tired I lost any sympathy for the shrew and this was we had three cats at the time but also um, one of the cats had just had a litter of kittens so in the house we had I think about nine cats <laughs> So I got every single one of them, put them in my room and shut the door. And went to sleep somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. They got it. 
and I feel so bad but also like it got to like half four in the morning and I hadn't slept and I was just like I just need it gone so I'm scared of rodents like I'm terrified I don't know how you can grow up in the countryside and have cats and be scared of rodents because I had a terrible experience with mice growing up similar thing mouse turned up in my bin I was scared um so my cat used to bring mice and shrews thing in and I got to the point where I would hear it happen and you can tell when the mouse has done it because mm. they talk uh, no but you can tell when the cat's done it because I don't know about your cats but my cats used to talk when they brought a mouse and yeah. they would go oh, 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 to get my attention and I would wake up and be like terrified because I hate rodents so we'd just leave the room shut the door so they could eat the mouse in peace and go sleep in the spare bedroom oh. <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with the whole thing oh, so anyway the Dursleys being terrified is absolutely fair game if four humans mm-hmm. piled into the back of my fireplace I would call the fucking police yeah 100% <laughs> um, so they blow it open <laughs> obviously. obviously rather than just being like all flew back and I'll apparate in let's just blow the whole thing open yeah <laughs> yeah so they do that and destroy the living room the Weasley twins go up and get Harry's bag they come back down <laughs> and they've got sweets on them yeah and um, they kind of and they spill them. yeah and they spot Dudley and then like just spill them dramatically oh, spill the sweets they're um, so uncalled for it's so mean and it's just fat foe because like oh let's like bait the fat kid for I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on to it George flews back and then Ron flews back and he's literally done nothing in this he's just scene. been there he like at one point smiled at Harry yeah. this whole scene is pointless like why are you here so then George flews back and then suddenly Dudley starts choking on his own tongue which has grown and you realise it was because but of the toffee before this like Mr Weasley would full on start to fight, start a fight with the Dursleys because they haven't said goodbye to yeah, Harry like, you don't want to see him again for nine months like Shut up, He's Arthur. such a gem. I know, I know. Yeah, he's he's an angel. He mm-hmm. just he just wants what's best for Harry. Looking back on this chapter as an adult, like the, the tongue thing, mm. I definitely found it funny as a kid. But looking back as an adult, I'm pretty horrified. And something I realised was, okay, so he spills the sweets out and knows he's going to flew back before then. And... Dudley happens to eat the sweet before Mr. D- Weasley leaves. Mm. But what if Dudley had eaten the sweet yeah. after Mr. Weasley had flewed away? He would have choked to death on his own tongue and died. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> congratulations, Fred, you've committed some murder. Yeah, for no other reason than the kid is fat and a bit of a dick, but also, like, he's a kid. Yeah, like, the only reason that Dudley didn't die, like, I don't know if this spell wears off, maybe before someone chokes to death but opportunity was also trying to rip it out of his yeah. mouth so like if Mr Weasley hadn't been there I don't know what would have happened and as an adult I'm just like it's not funny it's I'm not laughing it's literally not funny it's not funny and yeah you're bullying him because and like in the next chapter Mr Weasley says just because he's fat and Fred's like no it's because he's bullied Harry doesn't he Harry like Harry tell him and it's kind of like yeah but you chose a food based joke because yeah. he's fat Exactly. It's just... It's really fucking shitty. It's just, like, one of the times when Fred and George, like... George, like... Jaws. Jaws. They're, like, funny characters, but then they kind of, like, are really, like, insensitive and don't really think things through. Yeah. Um, um, like, it, the they're thing very, is, like, they just, like, act. They don't think. They just, like, do things. And the thing is, like, they are 16. Yeah. So it's not that out of the realm of possibility for them to be doing this at 16. It's, it's very similar to, like, the Marauders era, their joke on Snape that could have killed him. It's like, you know, 
kids do dumb shit and they don't really think through the consequences of their actions yeah. but when you're in a wizarding world the consequences are, are so, so much, much higher worse. than yeah. they would be in like a normal world and it feels like Hogwarts should have some kind of like you know repercussions class mm-hmm. like teaching children how powerful they are the yeah. fact that their magic can do really shitty things yeah. um, even when they just think that something's funny yeah like um again i'm like skipping the gun with the chapter but as we're talking about it here i think mr dursey mentions like i spend my whole life tackling people who like do things against muggles like the yeah. he's the misuse of muggle artifacts and then you you go and do this and mm-hmm. he's like oh we didn't do it because he's a muggle and it's like but as a muggle, he is less powerful than you, and he's not around magical people. Like, it is attacking him because he's fat, he throws a foods-based joke, and he's a muggle, so he can't defend himself. Like, yeah, Dudley is a dick. Dudley is a bully. But he's at a huge power disadvantage compared to all of you. And yeah, he might throw a punch at Harry nowadays, but, you know, all of you can do magic, so... It's not really a fair it's fight. It's not really a fair fight, is it? Yeah, no, for sure. And it's like, you know, obviously bullying isn't okay, but at the end of the day, like, he he is a young child, and even though... And, like, he's got shitty parents, and he, not only does he have shitty parents, but he's kind of, like, somehow in Harry's shadow that, yeah, obviously Harry isn't treated well and his parents hate him, but he's still very much, like, growing up with this really, like, powerful special child that even though he's treated differently to in a not good way he still is treated differently to and you pick up on that kind of thing as a child and and he's just been raised by awful people and that's not his fault because at this point he is still a child yeah and obviously all this is kind of redeemed in in book seven and it's it's a really beautiful moment and i'm really glad it's in there but it's not fair the other characters bullying yeah, yeah as far as we see he goes on to redeem himself like obviously not fully because we don't get to see what happens after mm. but he definitely is a character who kind of like is shitty when he's young and young and immature and has been raised by awful people but then he grows up and starts to have a little bit of independent thought and mm. does start to we see the signs of him redeeming himself and not just following in his parents foot, footsteps and that's really really great yeah. and you know it's just really shitty because it's like yeah like I I understand that as far as the twins see and they are also children I understand that they're just like this is the guy that bullies him but at the same time like they never do anything like this to like Malfoy they do it to someone that is one a muggle and two fat do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not just because he's a shitty character. Like, there's more to it than that. Yeah. And even if it's not more to it in terms of, like, the way Fred and George are thinking, there's more to it in the way that J.K. Rowling writing this is thinking, where she's like, this is, you know, a lesser character and a character that is fat, so it's okay. And it's meant to be, I think, I, I, I think the kind of sick thing here is it's trying to teach him a lesson. She's like, he eats too much, so I'm going to teach him a lesson about not eating everything by swelling up his tongue so he can't yeah and that's just like chilling i'm like that's not some sort of punishment for eating too much like that's really horrific and also if he eats too much and this this is brought up in book seven i think or six dumbledore says the line like the abuse you've inflicted on your son meaning that you know the the dursies have overfed dudley but yeah at 14 it isn't actually dudley's fault necessarily Mm. that he's overeaten his whole life it's not children's fault it's it's at at a certain point it becomes a child's fault 
when they reach the point of like conscious about what's going into food but at a lot of the time when they're children it's the parents fault yeah. if you are overfeeding and overindulging your child in like sugar and yeah. fat and everything and if, if your child has been raised that way then it's very very hard to break yeah to and it's very hard to wrong. know that it's wrong it's and, not fair and addiction comes into play like it's it's entirely the parents fault and it's something that's taken out on dudley which is yes because the twins were also children but it's just kind of like from a writing standpoint jk rowling writing this i mean we have definitely established that she's shit but this is just like one of those many moments where it's just like yikes like you didn't have to and you did yeah yeah, it's just punishing Dudley for no reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Mr. Dudley loses his shit. Again, I get it. He starts basically throwing ornaments around the room. And yeah, if someone had come into my fireplace, blasted the front of my fireplace, and then, as far as I could tell, swelled my tongue's, my son's tongue up so he couldn't speak anymore, I would lose my shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm on the Dursley side here, to be honest, in this mm-hmm. argument. And then Harry flews away from the whole thing. He's like, nah, he does. bitch. Yep, he nopes, out. he nopes the fuck out of there. Actually, he says, I don't want to miss the fun. I'm like, yeah, this is... This is not fun. Fun. I mean, I suppose it's kind of fun for Harry seeing Mr. Dursley get annoyed and confused because the man has bullied him. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But everything else, I'm like, it's not that fun, is it? Yeah. So that is all of our points, I think. They're two very short chapters. Very short. And not a huge amount happens Mm. aside from just an incredible amount of fat phobia. Yeah. I was trying to look up like different chapter lengths in the books because I was editing the last episode and you were claiming that my maths was wrong about how long we have got left of this podcast. And it's because there aren't actually that many more chapters in the later books. The chapters are longer, longer. Yeah. so technically it is the maths I did was kind of right but then I w- so I was going in thinking the chapters were going to be really long and then these first like three apart from the riddle house I was like oh, mm. oh I'm done yeah oh I'm done and I don't know if they get I need to look at the audiobook actually because that's what tells you ha- really how yeah. long a chapter is how long it takes Stephen Fry to read mm-hmm yeah. You need to tell me. Actually, they're on my computer. Yeah, we can organise it if we sometimes have to do three in an episode or just one. This then... might just be the intro that's shorter, though, because I remember the Quidditch World Cup ones feeling longer. So I think I it's love, just the first I'm ones. I'm really excited. For, I love I love them. I think they're, like, some of my favourite chapters. I'm so, so oh. happy. But, yeah, these ones are, you know, good. They're quite... It's, it's a very short amount of time at the Dursleys in this book mm. compared to all the other books. Which, good. 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 I'm done with that. And it's a lot quicker that he gets into the magical world, which for a longer book is mm-hmm. great. So, yeah. He's he's off from the Dazzies now already. Yeah. Thank fuck. Thank fuck for that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And we will see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons, Katie, Veronica, Mark, Danny, Amanda, Sandra and Nathan. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes content and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye!